Welcome to The Pulse, where we delve deep into the issues and ideas that are shaping the future of education. I'm your host, Rick Cernsey, Superintendent of the Putnam County School District, and each week we'll be talking to teachers, administrators, and other experts in the field about the latest trends, best practices, and most pressing concerns in education. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, or just someone who cares about education, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the pulse. Well, welcome to the Putnam County School District podcast. This is Superintendent Rick Cernsey, and today, leading off, we have two of our folks from the Feed the Need nonprofit. I want them to introduce themselves, and we're going to talk a little bit today about how Feed the Need actually works with the Putnam County School District and how we've partnered and really met a lot of the needs of our students. So, ladies, introduce yourselves today. Hey, everyone. I'm Jackie Porter, and I'm a board member on Feed the Need of Putnam County. Hey, this is Stacy Isold. I am the community liaison for Feed the Need of Putnam County. Well, Stacy and Jackie, welcome, and just relax. We just want to find out some things about Feed the Need and some of the great things that are going on. And, and I'll tell you, I've I've known, uh, of course, Denise Bramlett, who helped start the program years ago, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But I uh, just want to thank you for being here and, and what you're doing for our children. And, uh, of course, we're in the education business, but our students have to be able to have their basic needs met, and I can't thank you enough for doing that. So give me a little background about how Feed the Need started and just kind of the history of Feed the Need, if you would. All right. In 2018, Denise Bramlett mm-hmm. um, found that there was a need for children to have food over the weekends because they weren't um, being provided it for one reason or another. So she uh, originally started out of her church collecting food, and it grew so much she found that a 501c nonprofit needed to be established. Hey, very good. Mm-hmm. And tell me, where, where did the... Uh... I know it costs a lot, and there's a lot of resources that are required to do that. And first of all, where where do a lot of the resources come for this? Come from? So, um, first community support, donors, food drives through churches and businesses. We write grants on a regular basis, mm-hmm. um, and we are very thankful when we're successful in that. Um, food rescue is another place that we get resources from. Very good. We, al- we also partner with some of the larger agencies. Uh, it's an umbrella under Feeding America. So uh, we partner with uh, Feeding of Northeast Florida, which uh, supplements the food that we actually purchase in bulk uh, through our fundraising and our grants. And so every little bit helps. Very good. So tell me a little bit about, uh, and I know you have some numbers in front of you, but kind of give, give us kind of an idea of the, the gravity of the amount of food that you actually gather and give out. If you have any kind of data that would help the listeners understand just how big of an effort this is. So each week we do provide food for 800 students. Um, wow. Yeah. And we do... Um, we've done a breakdown of that and it's about $6 per student per week, which doesn't seem like much, but when you add it all together, just that backpack um, amount is 170, over $172,000. 
and a cumulative of all the things that we put into the school system each year is over a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. I tell you, I can, I'm so proud of just Putnam County and, and over the years how we've been able to uh, really give. We have so many people that give and really just pour into our community. And, you know, for many years, our community has been kind of taking a bad rap for, you know, a lot of the uh, maybe some of the poverty and some of the, the things that have maybe kind of been uh, on the low end of the state, if you will. But, you know, our school district has, has shown a lot of improvement. And but that doesn't help and help. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. And uh, it's been so important to have Feed the Need and other community organizations really pour into what we do. So I can't thank you enough. And so tell me, since the beginning, you said it started in 2018 officially. Kind of, can you give me an idea how it's grown from 2018 till now and kind of what the future looks like? Sure. So starting out, Denise, starting out in uh, through, through church and... As of today, we have our warehouse is back behind Bramlett's Plumbing and Electrical Mm. on Highway 19. That's where our volunteers uh, actually sort food that come in from all the different uh, food donation drives, any of the food that we rescue through any food banks, uh, things that we actually purchase in bulk. And so from there, we have actually been started looking for another building. Through Denise's expertise and diligence, uh, we have acquired the East Palatka Volunteer Fire Department, uh, and it's right down the road from the East Palatka Post Office. So Mm. if you drive by it, you're gonna see this beautiful gray building with fire doors that the fire trucks used to go in and out of. And that is going to be our new warehouse, our new distribution center. We'll be able to handle uh, larger amounts of food as the program grows. Uh, We have anticipated going from 800 students every week, possibly to 1,000 students every week for this coming year. And part of that challenge to us is going to be inflation. So with more students is more food drives are needed, more volunteers are needed to sort and pack the food, get uh, the food ready for the teachers to pick up at our distribution center. So it's it's a community effort. That's exciting that you have the new building and all. I was not aware of that. I guess having all that food, how do you transport that? I mean, do you actually have uh, trucks or vehicles where you deliver that or people actually come there? How does all the food distributed? Well, I'm going to re. I'm going to butt in here because Stacy's smiling. She is our official truck driver when, <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's a dually truck. Oh yes, with a 20 foot cargo trailer. Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, I'm. I can't back up that trailer, Stacy. I don't drive it with the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely back the truck up. Um, weekly, we go to a place that um, Feeding Northeast Florida provides rescue food, mm-hmm. rescued food to different um, nonprofit nonprofits in the area. Biweekly, no- Feeding Northeast Florida delivers snack packs to the Feed the Need warehouse, mm-hmm. and there our volunteers sort and pack those snack packs, plus the other rescue food and other food that we've collected through food drives. And um, 
separates them out for each of the 11 schools that we provide food to. And then biweekly, those schools come to our warehouse and pick up the food and take it back to their school. Okay, so actually, instead of you transporting it, people actually come pick it up. Yes. That's great. Yes. So if, you know, you talked about having volunteers, and I know, you know, this whole effort is based on people volunteering their time. And um, so if somebody listening wanted to be involved and wanted to volunteer their time, what what would be the first step? Um, first step is we do bi-weekly packing on Tuesday mornings during the school year. Not everybody has the opportunity to do that. We do have a lot of retired folks helping us out, but we can always use more help. Um, we have the gala coming up in September, so we um, Feed the Need could use help getting that set up, um, breaking down, and... Um, also, it's not just the community that volunteers. The teachers within our school district, mm -hmm. your staff, actually go above and beyond their daily duties as a school teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, might not even be a teacher. It might be someone from the custodial staff. It's mm -hmm. pretty much up to your administration as to who is going to monitor those pantries within the school. So we consider them a vital resource as also a volunteer. The teachers within that school, in each and every school, those teachers are the ones who identify the food insecure kids because they see their faces every single day. They know which children need food to go home on Fridays for the weekend. And then um, they also know if those kids are coming to school hungry, they may miss the morning breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then how are those kids going to learn exactly. if they're hungry? And that's a good point, Jackie. You talked about teachers and schools being involved. And, and you know, I, I really am proud of the partnership the school district has with Feed the Need. So talk to me a little bit about that partnership. And, you know, uh, I know you work some with food service and, of course, the staff at each of the schools. So kind of elaborate on that partnership, if you don't mind. So the partnership with Putnam County School District is that we supply uh, your teachers and the food pantries with food uh, every single week that's going to go home with the students. And like I said before, it's very important for the teachers to stay in touch with either Stacy or Denise on a weekly basis as to what they need in their food pantries. They may have some food that they need to turn around, get more out to the kids. And there's no limit as to what they're going to send home with each child because they also know if that child has siblings at home. So right. they might need to send a little bit more food home with them. One of the big identifying factors for us within Putnam County Schools is for your staff, the administrative staff, the teachers, the custodial staff, anybody who is employed by Putnam County School District to make a payroll deduction. Stacy, um, you might elaborate on that a little bit more because Stacy's actually the person that's going into each of the schools and uh, putting in some payroll deduction papers. So mm -hmm. you want to take it from here? Yeah. Well, yeah, we have um, envelopes in each of the break rooms or mail rooms at your school um, with the payroll deduction slips. And if you can't find it in there, you can ask your executive secretary at your school to um, provide one for you. But it's an easy way to help feed the need 
um, if you see the children and you know that they're hungry and you want to help in some way other than just being at the school and identifying them, um, it is a great way to um, donate. And, and of course, you know, the payroll deduction, I'm glad you brought that up because that is an easy way that people can get involved. Even though they may not be able to physically be involved, they can donate. But people outside the schools, um, if they want to make a donation, and I know you're a 501c3, right? Yes. So it would be ta a tax-deductible donation. Yes. So um, is do you have a website or somewhere somebody could go to if they wanted to? I know a lot of people make donations or pay through you know, electronic payment or whatever. Uh, do you have a, a means where people can go to a website or some type of um, electronic way to pay or to donate? Yes. Feedtheneedofputnam.org is our website. And uh, you pay through PayPal right. on there if you make a donation. We also um, love for people to do Facebook birthday um, donations. and um, That's a great idea. Yeah, I yeah. see that a lot on Facebook. You do. Yeah, yeah. it's a great great thing that's great now you mentioned the gala a minute ago i know that that's another way that you raise funds and mm -hmm. kind of draw attention to feed the needs so give me some details about the gala that's coming up so depending on when you're listening to this podcast the uh, gala this year which is a, a big fundraiser for us is september the 30th at the shrine club and it's our theme this year is the roaring 20s so if you want to come as a gangster. That's the roaring 1920s, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the 2020s now. Right, right. 1920s, you're right. So if you want to come as a gangster, a flapper, uh, the newspaper page boy, or however you may decide to come, uh, dressing up is not uh, required. And tickets are $50 a person. And so you, you get an awesome time. You're supporting feeding kids locally right here in Putnam County. Mm -hmm. uh, tickets are available through Bramlett's if you stop by Bramlett's uh, on Highway 19. Also, Stacy, we have a couple other options to purchase tickets ahead of time because usually they're not available at the door because it's always a sellout crowd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eventbrite is where you Eventbrite? Go. Yes. And could they also go to the uh, website to get more information? Is there more information on your website? Yes. Very yep. good. They want to look under events. Now, speaking of events, I know that there's something happening at um, the Azalea City Brewery this week. Absolutely. Our guest of honor. <laughs> Superintendent Rick Surrency. I heard I was, I was gonna, I heard I was going to be there. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about our partnership and just wanted to make sure we mentioned that. So if people wanted to come attend that, so this Thursday give us the night, details. this Thursday night, which is twenty uh, fourth, twenty fourth of uh, August, right? Yes, and it there's not an attendance fee required. What we're just asking folks to do is. Bring a bottle of wine that's at least a $10 value because at our big event on September 30th, we're having a wine pull is part of the um, event to raise money. So um, it's just going to be a meet and greet your superintendent of schools, Rick Surrency. Meet and greet Nikki The pressure Hawthorne. on me now. <laughs> are, you, your speech are you wearing a tie? Or is it more casual than that? Yeah, I'm going casual. Okay. I, okay. I don't wear ties after 5 o'clock unless I have to. Unless there's the board meeting or something. Graduation. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a great event. And Tell me again where the location of the gala will be. 
I'm not sure if you mentioned it. The Putnam Shrine Club. At the Shrine Club. Yes. And that will be um, right across the street from the, the fairgrounds, if you're not sure where that is. so It is. Good. So it's going to be an awesome event. It's Denise has worked so hard on the decorations. Um, just for those those listeners out there that get into decorating, it's gold and black and white, and it's there's the ostrich feathers and the chandeliers and the the gold plate chargers. So it, it's just going to be a roaring 1920s. <laughs> well, you might want to Google the roaring 20s because a lot of people may not be uh, aware of the kind of the fashions back then, but. You know, a lot of the movies movies were made about the 20s, so it was really a glorious time. So it should be a lot of fun, people dressing up. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure where you go to get clothing for uh, the 20s, the 1920s. So Well, I can, uh, I can actually tell your listeners, I was on a site that a lot of women use called Poshmark. So, of course, besides, you know, your costume shops and Amazon, you can, there, you can always put together some outfits, just... Google some ideas. Stacy, are you are, are you ready? Are you you have your outfit? I am not ready, but I think my husband's been more excited about looking for his costume. <laughs> <laughs> so where where would men go? I mean, can men go to that site too, or is that for ladies? Or oh. where would men go if they want to get? I would suggest Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Of course, you can find anything on Amazon, right? Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was just online because my husband he he always dresses he's he's a Western kind of guy and I'm like, well, let's see how would he dress Western for the Roaring 1920s? So I don't think that's going to work. But <laughs> maybe an all black outfit, the white thin tie, white suspenders with a little hat and with, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to. I'm not sure where I'll be that night, but uh, I know there'll be pictures and all that kind of stuff that we can see after the fact. So, Well, in the school district, I, I believe you've got a group uh, from the school district that sure. have put together a table or two and that are going to be coming uh, representing Putnam County School District. We'll let you know how they are. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see some <laughs> of our people dressed up. So. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm very happy for this organization, and uh, I really appreciate you being here because I think our kids could not do as well as they do in school, especially on weekends and just coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. There were a lot of kids that were really struggling during that time, and, you know, we witnessed it firsthand. So thank you, Feed the Need, for filling that that void, if you will, and our kids will forever be grateful for what you're doing. So any final thoughts that you want to share, maybe some things we haven't asked you uh, about Feed the Need or maybe – your own personal story, anything you want to share that you think will be interesting to our listeners? Well, maybe just one thought. Our mother just turned 88 years old, Denise oh, wow. and, yeah. and our mother. She turned 88, and she still, to this day, volunteers at a food bank in Orange Park called Waste Not, Want Not. That food bank also donates uh, excess food, applesauce, juice boxes, uh, peanut butter, jelly, snack bars. Uh, there's so many things that they donate to Feed the Need that actually turn around and get distributed here in Putnam County. So there's a relationship there in Clay County, Orange Park, to Putnam County mm -hmm. students here. So, you know, it's it takes a partnership. It takes a team. It takes a family. 
that's uh, committed to feeding kids locally right here in Putnam County. Well, that's a great story. And, and, and your mother being 88 and still doing that kind of work really speaks to uh, your whole family legacy and the fact that she continues to do that and sees a need to do that. So I want to thank both of you for being here. I've learned a lot about Feed the Need, and I hope to share some of this uh, in a couple days at the brewery and, and talk about our great partnership. So thank you both for being here and look forward to seeing you again. And maybe we'll have you back and, you know, maybe uh, I'll, I'll ask you some questions to kind of put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> it went easy today, but I'll... Thank you, Rick. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Okay, it was great. Thank you very much.